Hey guys, this is The Recovery Journey and we are back. My name is Maria and today we have a special guest that I brought on before. Her name's Nicole and she's a therapist. She's actually one of my previous therapists and I highly respect her uh, just thoughts on everything. I think she's super wise. So we're going to be right back and um, yeah, talk then. Hi, this is Maria, and I have with me, as previously mentioned, Nicole from St. Louis Eating Recovery. Today, we just wanted to talk a little bit about the quarantine and coping skills and just the stress of it all on us. So, Nicole, if you'd like to um, just, uh, I guess, talk about your experience with the quarantine and just um, some coping skills. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I had done a previous podcast with Maria and had so much fun, I decided to come back for more. So, I yes, am thank a you. mental <laughs> yes. So I am a mental health therapist, and so um, I am seeing a lot of people who are directly affected by this. But not only are you know our clients being affected, like we too are being affected, because essentially, if you are in this country in this world, you're being affected. And so now more than ever, we need mental health services. We need to lean into each other, not away from each other, because this quarantine is really keeping us isolated and it can be really detrimental to so many of us who rely on support on a regular basis and have that readily available to us and so our lives are just functioning differently and my goal is to help us all find a little compassion for that and how just how hard this all is for everyone involved. Yes. Yeah, I know for myself and my own recovery, um, like we were talking before this, um, it's like community and just connecting with others has been such a huge part of my recovery. And to have, you know, be able to go and connect and go to coffee shops and just like be able to talk about recovery face to face with people is so and now we're not able to do that. It's so different. And um, just how it's complicated things and how it can make you feel isolated. And the problem with that in my own recovery is that, it, you know, I was really isolated when I was struggling and really isolated in the disorder. And so it's brought up a lot of those similar feelings. So um, sure. it definitely is a hard time, I think, for people that are struggling in recovery and struggling to stay on that path. Absolutely. I mean, eating disorders thrive in isolation. So we're talking about a time where people are being told to separate and work mm-hmm. from home and not go out in gatherings. And so now more than ever do people need support because they aren't having that one-on-one face-to-face contact on a regular basis for your neighbor or your coworker or that loved one to say like, hey, things don't seem right because we are, you know, kind of interacting on in the world by ourselves right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's super isolative and Um, I think that's why it's really important to continue to um, communicate and connect all the ways that you can. So if you have a team, you know, that is willing to do virtual uh, sessions, continue to do that. If you have friends that can Zoom or FaceTime, um, do that. And, you know, for me, I've even FaceTimed people that I've never FaceTimed before. And it's been really like, it's been really interesting and kind of really cool that I've been able to connect with people that I probably wouldn't have um, or wouldn't have seen maybe even these past two weeks that I've been able to FaceTime. So just taking advantage of the technology we do have now and um, staying connected and it's hard. It's definitely different than being in person. And I think it's hard to be vulnerable over um, like virtually, but I think it's really important right now. 
Absolutely. I mean, this creates an opportunity to work outside of our comfort zones if virtual therapy, um, dietitian sessions, whatever it may be, is not something you want to do, but maybe absolutely needed at this time. Um, but it, you're right. You're absolutely right. As a therapist, it's depending on the work someone's doing. It's not just me handing over coping mm -hmm. skills. It could be us processing trauma or attachment relationships. And that definitely, you lose some of that when you're not directly in front of somebody, but mm -hmm. we're all kind of doing the best we can with what we've got right now with the hope that this isn't going to last forever. And hopefully at some point soon, we can be back in each other's offices face-to-face -face doing that really important work. Yes, that is hopefully the goal. And hopefully it doesn't take too long for one-on-one -on -one things to be able to start happening again. Um, probably before I would think large social gatherings would be available. So right. <laughs> hopefully that happens soon. Um, Cause I know I definitely need it. And the other thing that I keep thinking of is like therapists. Um, and I totally think that like nurses and doctors are totally the heroes, but I also think that therapists and people doing therapeutic work and people in social work and people that are continuing to show up for their clients, even though they may be scared or struggling with anxiety or struggling with um, just a variety of different things. And sorry, I had to close my this door because my washer started being really loud. Um, we're just going to be natural and normal in here. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, things happen. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so uh, yeah, but therapists like and dietitians and people that have their own stress and their own kids at home and their own things going on are still showing up for their for their sessions and their clients and I think that is something that is not really being recognized as much as I think it should be and I so yeah I just want to thank you as a therapist like for showing up for your clients and continuing to do the work even though it's been stressful um, I'm sure yeah absolutely it was weird I spoke with another therapist colleague of mine and I was like what happens when like we get really stressed and overwhelmed <laughs> like right. usually I'm the one who's got it together but this I mean to be totally transparent has thrown me a few you know times of yeah. like life looks very different for all of us and you know if I truly feel like I'm not in a place to help then I will take a step aside but I still feel capable of doing that but we all just need to be really aware that this is unlike before where we're the ones showing up to be able to help someone work through the grieving or work through their trauma or whatever it may be their you know toxic relationships they might be in like we're we're facing this pandemic along with mm -hmm. all of you and I think you know it's important to kind of show some of that humanness as a therapist mm -hmm. that like this affects me too this doesn't make me the superhuman of like nope it's all good because right it's, it's the reality is this is scary yeah and so I, I think it is important to talk about some coping skills and how to make it through this and what's been really important um and so yeah I guess I can kind of go into some of that now yeah um first of all I think it's just really important you know as simple as it is like doing some deep breathing just regulating your whole system and being able to like take some deep breaths and if you have a place that's you know a safe place or a place you've been a vacation or even like a really fond memory just like going to that place to separate out from all of the chaos that's happening now and giving yourself that mental vacation and break um, I know for me personally and what I've told so many clients is turn off the news mm -hmm. <laughs> like 
it's been hard for me too, but the reality is there is only so much within my control. I'm social distancing, I'm washing my hands, I'm limiting contact. And whether, you know, the news reports there's been 10 deaths, 200, 1,000, like I'm going to still do those things. But, mm-hmm. but seeing that content on a regular basis, just it, it instills that fear in all of us. And mm-hmm. we're not seeing, you know, the people who are recovering from this. I, I just heard yesterday that a girl was in college and two of her sweet mates had it. So they eventually tested her and she had it all along and had no symptoms. Like people are overcoming this Mm -hmm. and I'm not trying to minimize the severity of this, but I think we're all operating out of a sense of fear and being able to turn off the news, separate from it and to have these moments of normal life is Mm -hmm. so like so powerful Like for me, I've been going in my backyard. I listen to the birds. I'm, you know, hearing someone cut their grass and kids Mm -hmm. playing down the street. And I'm like, okay, in this moment, the world looks totally normal. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to enjoy that (laughs) because because we all need to do that for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Being outside has been one of the biggest things for me that's been really helpful. And just as far as PTSD stuff, like feeling trapped inside the house and, and just those kind of PTSD symptoms coming up, being outside has been really freeing and just sitting in my backyard and enjoying the sunshine. And even I've been eating meals outside now that it's nice. And um, it's just been like really helpful to get my mind off of all things, social media and TV, even just like watching TV and watching shows it like puts my mind in a place of like, Oh yeah, I can't do that. Can't go, you know, like can't go live my life, but I can watch people live their life. Um, Mm -hmm. So I just like, I've tried to like really kind of limit even just what I've been watching and, um to limit the jealousy I guess but um (laughs) wishful thinking for one day but yeah I think I I 100% agree with you on that yeah it's like if we could just take those moments and maybe it seems really insignificant just like the small things in life of like you know my drive into work I do work in the helping field and I work at a treatment center so we still are going in a few days a week to um, meet with our our clients because they have to be seen and they have to have support. I mean, we essentially operate as a hospital. That um, I take that you know drive to work and listening to the radio as my reprieve, and it kind of gets me in a headspace of you know being able to function well throughout mm-hmm. the day. But I realize watching the news first thing in the morning and then going into work, it just puts me in a really terrible headspace. Now mm-hmm. I'm not saying don't you know, educate yourself ever once in a while, but we know this is an issue. We know this is here. Like, I don't know of anyone who's totally unaware that this is a concern. And so I don't need to know every gruesome detail of this. Like I know enough and I'm going to try to protect myself and that's all I can do. The rest is out of my hands. Right. Yep. I agree with that. I really like that, actually. Um, I just saw a thing by Brene Brown, actually. She literally just posted this, like, not that long ago. Um, And it says, anxiety is one of the most contagious emotions, and that's why it always takes on groups of people, not just individuals. Calm Mm -hmm. is also contagious, but it's daily intention and practice. And I really, like, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, that is literally, like, all the fear-mongering and the news and the, like, anxiety is super contagious. And no matter how much we want to like try to hide it, like it's an energy that I feel like people can feel, you know, like, and so I feel like the world right now, we're just feeling this like 
anxious energy and then we will burn out. We will get to a place where we can't feel that, you know? And so what happens then? Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's going to be a positive thing. So um, do the best we can to just, you know, lower that anxiety amount and um, do the things we can to take care of ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like to me, grocery shopping, I do like to cook. It's like grocery shopping is just like a normal part of my weekly routine and mm-hmm. I wasn't anxious going into it but seeing all these people you know wearing masks and like gloves I mean sections being just totally like wiped clean I'm like oh okay like this mm-hmm. is kind of <laughs> feels a little scarier than, right and I right. thought it I thought this experience would be like knowing it was still going to be difficult and so I think that's so true that if we can find that person who's calm in the storm, like mm-hmm. we need to lean on to them, not, not over, overburden them, but like, you know, we need those people to balance us out because some of us are predisposed to be more anxious and some of us don't have that predisposition. Right. And I quite honestly, am really enjoying those people in my life right now. Cause I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. br- bring me back to reality and this is right. all going to be okay. <laughs> Right. Right. I mean, we can do this as a community. And um, yeah, I, I actually, when you talked about the empty shelves, I had a friend that recently just tried or just started intuitive eating and just started like, she never really struggled with an eating disorder per se, but she always was like trying new diets and just was never satisfied with her body. And she's been pretty vocal on it about it on social media. And I'm not going to name names, but she, uh, recently just decided I'm going to try intuitive eating and like food scarcity isn't a thing. And, and then all of a sudden COVID happened. And now like people are like, Oh my gosh, food scarcity is a thing. And like, mm-hmm. and like all of a sudden all these like thoughts have come in. And so we've been texting a lot and um, just trying to remind her like, yes, or maybe less on the shelves, but like we still have enough food to get enough nutrients. Like nobody's starving right now unless they can't afford food. But like, as far as like, there is enough food to go around as of right now. And so just Mm -hmm. trying to like be flexible with like, yeah, you may not get to like completely listen to your body and be like, this is exactly, I want Cheetos. And then like, there's no Cheetos. Okay. You may have to be flexible with that, but like there is enough food to like get the nutrients that we need and just being able to be flexible and, it definitely puts a difficult spin on it, but that flexibility is so important because I mean, I, I felt the same way I was going to the grocery store, trying to create meals. And I'm like, well, my pasta sauce isn't there. So got to, you know, there's like five total bottles like on the shelf. I'm like, well, got, got to pick out something that's somewhat similar and you, you know, you got to go with it. And if I could leave you all with anything it's like we've got to be patient and compassionate towards ourselves like this Mm -hmm. is unlike anything we've seen before Mm -hmm. like it's not going to be the normal daily or normal weekly grocery shopping and cooking routine we just have to do the best we can and and knowing that like our bodies know how to take care of us like Mm -hmm. maybe I don't have the same lunches that I've usually been been taking to work and eating but it's like I've got enough of what I need and my body knows what to do with it. I just need to fuel it. Mm-hmm. And what's been driving me crazy is all of these, you know, memes and things out there about, Oh my gosh, I'm going to gain weight. This is going to be really bad. Yes. And it's like, what if we just survive like right. physically and mentally survive and not worry about the weight? Gaining weight. Because yep. I think there's yep. so many other things to be concerned about 
that are huge stressors. People are out of jobs. People are mm -hmm. at risk for their health. Um, people don't have childcare available for them. People are learning how to function as families living at home. Mm -hmm. Like your weight, I feel like should be like number like 200 on the list. <laughs> right, right. I think a lot of, I think, I mean, to me, I know focusing on my weight took my focus off the things like trauma and things that I didn't want to think about or that felt like too much. Um, and I think, I think that's why it's like so clear to me why people are focusing on their weight because this feels like too much and this feels like a different collective trauma. Um, however, like focusing on your weight, like will not help you like survive this. It won't help you like losing five pounds will not help your immune system fight off COVID. If you happen to get it, um, not fueling your body, like doesn't fuel your immune system. So I, it just, worrying about your weight right now when when there are people literally losing their lives and losing everything else like it makes sense if this if you have an eating disorder and like that has always been your coping skill it makes sense why your brain is running to that and we like need to like stand up and fight that and recognize like what all is going on in the world and like why it's important to keep fueling your body especially when there's a pandemic going on right I mean system. it's like crazy that the diet industry is like profiting mm -hmm. off of these weird circumstances it's yeah, like it frustrates me how how is this a priority right now like right. yes our health is a priority but I think when you know diets are linked to this provides health like yeah it's easy to get people to jump on the bandwagon because like mm -hmm. people are worried about their health when really diets are more detrimental than anything and uh -huh. with eating disorders they're always looking for like what can I control there's so uh -huh. much out of our control right now like there is so very little that we actually get to impact on a regular basis. And so it feels easy to, I'm going to focus on what I eat that day, how much I'm exercising, how much do I weigh when it's like, that doesn't keep you safe. It doesn't keep right. you safe during COVID. It hasn't kept you safe prior to that. And right. I really see no way of that changing in the future of how it's going to keep you safe later on. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, it never kept me safe. I mean, it helped me survive, I guess, the trauma, things that were, but it, it really never kept me safe. It really never fixed anything. In fact, it like almost tried to steal my life a few exactly. times. And so it never really did keep me safe. And I don't want to put my body more at risk during a pandemic ever really, but especially during a pandemic, I want to be giving my body the things it needs to have a healthy immune system and to be able to have the best chance at surviving and coming out of this. And, and even just like my mental health coping, like I, my, our bodies, our brains need the nutrients to be able to like think clearly and, and be able to like cope. And if we're not feeling it properly, like our brains are not getting what it needs to be able to function. And so it's depression could hit harder. I mean, food impacts yep. so much stuff. And so if we're Absolutely. not, if we're not feeling our body, like it's going to be a lot harder to cope too. Right. It's like, we need to fuel our bodies. We need to rest we mm -hmm. need to, you know, take our medications as we always have. We need to mm -hmm. do self-care and try to reduce that anxiety and try to reduce the depression to what we can. And so that's why I think it's so important reaching out for help. I mean, I know there's a lot of alternatives out there which aren't as, you know, hugely as successful as in-person therapy um, or, you know, even like there's eating disorder program, treatment programs going online, but it's something, it's something right. to try to help get through these times because we just, we have to be creative. Like, 
you know, I, I told um, clients I work with at a, the treatment center, like we're reinventing the wheel here. Like we've mm-hmm. never been able to not go on restaurant outings, like right. hasn't been a thing. Now we've got to find a way to do that safely. We also can't go grocery shopping. So right. like, I mean, we can, but you know, we're not going to send, you know, 10 people out of the grocery right. store all at once and bring them back into a closed space, like not ideal. Right. And so, you know, I think also a, a positive to all of this is how do we get creative with our everyday lives? You know, mm-hmm. what I've personally done is write way more cards and um, created FaceTime dates with people who I don't usually do that with and have mm-hmm. just tried to really utilize my time effectively. Um, you know, I was telling Maria, like doing household projects and things mm-hmm. like usually I'd much rather be out with my friends and doing things and enjoying the weather. And, and I am enjoying the weather, but it's like, how do I do some of those household things that I put off? Like now's an opportunity where nobody's doing anything. Right. And just really trying to find like the smallest, like the smallest, like positive in this really big, scary thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I know for me, like I love to keep busy and I love to not feel things, which yeah, Nicole knows that. And I'm a master avoider. I was going to say, if you've ever been my therapist, but Nicole knows. Um, Nicole has definitely been my therapist. But anyway, I'm, like, really good at that. And it, this whole quarantine thing, like, I can't do that. Like, I'm feeling all the feels. And mm-hmm. as, like, scary as that can be, it also, like, I really need it. Like, I can't just, like, okay, sorry, I can't come into work because I need to feel my feelings. I mean, I guess you can take a mental health day, but I can't do that all the time. And so it's been right. really nice, honestly, to just like be able to say, okay, today I'm taking today to feel my feelings and to do some internal, tri- like inner child work and just like, this is what I'm spending the whole day to do and just be able to feel it. And then I feel so much better the next day. And it just, I don't know, like just slowing down. Like, yeah, it's not always comfortable and it's not fun, but it's so important. And I think even just like having this time has really taught me like how important it is. Um, to take those days and to take the time to like sit and, and feel feelings and it doesn't always have to be like hard feelings I don't want to call them negative because they're not but like they're it doesn't not. always have to no. be it doesn't always have to be like sadness or whatever but it can and it I don't know I just I think we as a culture like to avoid feelings and use this time to feel your feelings like use it right we're, we're I mean, slow right now we're so busy yeah we're so busy as individuals we're not used to this really slow pace of life and Mm -hmm. and this doesn't have to be totally negative this can be a chance for you to really reconnect with yourself to do some meditation do that Uh deep breathing like slow down your thoughts and like I'm not saying like avoid like everything that's going on but like also like get an opportunity to practice some of these things that maybe you know, you've been putting off or mm-hmm. didn't feel a, a need for, but there's literally nothing going on <laughs> with right. social situations and gatherings that what if this is a perfect opportunity for you to build that relationship with yourself? Mm-hmm. And also just like reading books that I've been wanting to read forever about like, exactly. I mean, just all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff and doing puzzles and just like keeping my brain engaged, but not in a way that like, there's like a pressure around it. Like I'm not you know, there's been a lot of challenges of like, learn this, learn this, learn this. And like, that's great if that's what you need to do. And like, that's what works for you. But also like the pressure around that, like, does it allow space to just like feel your feelings and just like have a day to do whatever you want. And so I think it's been really cool for me to just like 
if I want to read, I've been, I like have finished a couple books at this yeah. point and finished a couple puzzles. And my husband brought home Legos one night and I was like, yes, I knew I married the right person. <laughs> um, but just like, I don't know, just taking the time to do um, things that are new or interesting or things that you haven't done or things that you want to do, but feel like you don't have time, but also giving yourself space to not, if you don't want to. Right. Exactly. It's like, and with that, I think, you know, intuitively moving and Mm -hmm. exercising it in a way that feels good or that you want to, not because you feel like you have to. Yeah. I am less active working from home more often than not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not telling myself, oh, like I need to walk around my house or walk around the outside of my house. I'm, I'm going on walks and things mm-hmm. because I truly enjoy them. And I know it helps reduce stress and anxiety and helps me sleep better. Mm-hmm. So that's my reasoning. I have no goals to exercise to be like, I'm afraid of what I'm eating right now because What's more important is that I'm eating and keeping myself well and taking care of my body. And I also want to move my body because that does feel good when I, I mean, I sit for a living and talk to people. <laughs> it's like, I need, I need some movement, mm-hmm. but it's because I want to be doing that. Right. Right. Like I was telling you earlier, like my um, fitness instructor that I had mentioned in the last podcast that we talked about in the community from the Y has just been really helpful. And um, you know, they've moved to a lot of virtual classes, which, um, has been good. Like the Zumba strong that I've been doing. Um, but it's led to like more freedom. Like if I feel like I don't want to do it and we're like home and we're cooking dinner or something and it's just like not in our schedule and just not what my body wants to do. I don't, but if it feels like it's going to feel good or like what I need to do, then I do it. And, and it's great. Like, I'm glad that it's something that is available and something that I can do or just going on walks or riding my bike or, yeah, I mean, I think that it's important to, like, be able to move your body when it feels appropriate. Um, but I right. agree, like, I'm not chasing a toddler. I normally, I'm a nanny, and so normally we are up and down and <laughs> walking to the park or just being, I mean, we're, like, constantly moving, and I'm not doing that. And I, and like you said, like, I'm not making myself, like, do 15 flights of stairs because I'm not doing them as a nanny. But right. um, I'm just doing other ways of movement and if I, my body changes during this time, like my body is supposed to change during a pandemic because it's trying to keep me alive. Um, it's not going to look right. the same, just like your body changes when you get pregnant, like your body's trying to keep you and the baby healthy. And so your body will change and your body knows what it needs to do. And, um, yeah, I think that there's, that's just what your body needs to do right now to keep you alive. And that's okay. Keep you safe. Right. We need to just like take away any stigma related to that, you know, just, you know, I had a conversation with another client, like say this isn't the pandemic, but you lost a loved one or you lost your job or something else really significant in your, in your life happened and you find yourself using food to cope. Like, would you judge yourself for that? Because I certainly wouldn't. And so you just need to have that compassion that times are hard. We are really doing the best we can. And so you know, sometimes that's relying on food for comfort or restricting it to feel in control. And we just have to give ourselves a little bit of grace as we are all learning and figuring out how to best survive this circumstance. Yep. Yeah, it's difficult and nobody knows how to, we've never done this before, like you said, and it's new, it's new territory. And so we just need to come together as a community in our own homes, being isolated 
Um, <laughs> don't actually come together. Wash your hands through, through virtual right. sessions and such. Stay six feet apart, please. I'm not trying to like go against <laughs> CDC here, but um, yeah, I think it's really important to stick together, even more so as a community now. Um, one of the things that I that has been kind of a passion of mine, obviously forever, is mental health. But specifically through COVID, I've um, been like kind of following the crisis health text line and just like different suicide numbers and call lines. And there has been a significant increase. Um, and to me, it makes sense because we're losing jobs. We're isolative. We, you know, like we can't be with our friends. We can't be with our loved ones. People's family members are dying. Um, everybody's, a lot of people's lives are turned upside down right now. And um, so it makes me really sad. But I think um, last week, the crisis text line reported that they had gotten like 6,000 texts and that's like over double what they normally get in their average. And um, so I just want to throw that out there that if you are struggling with that, like, please reach out and um, it's okay to use those services. It's okay to, even if you haven't had to call a crisis text line or text a crisis text line or call, like, even if you have never had to do that, or if you haven't done it in a long time, like, it's okay to need that help and that support right now. Um, it's okay to need more support from your team or whatever, um, because mm -hmm. it's better than losing you and so I know it's better than struggling alone yeah. yes we're all important here yeah yeah and I think it's it makes a lot of sense to me why people are struggling with that and why that comes in as a protection mm -hmm. but um yeah it's not it's not worth it right now public service announcement that you can reach out for help yeah whatever that looks like whatever you may need it is okay mm -hmm. because these are unknown times yeah and I know both of us are definitely here um you know how to get a hold of me and if you don't know how to get a hold of her, you should follow Nicole at STL Eating Recovery on Instagram. Um, also, she has a website. If you look up Nicole Jacobs, is your last name on there? Yep. Um, Nicole Jacobs. Yep. Uh, I've known her yeah, since before she got can married, so that's why I was like, wait. <laughs> yeah, so you can check me out on my website at eatingrecoverytherapy.com or on Instagram at eating recovery therapy. So I'd be happy to support all of you in this really difficult time. There is no shame. There's no stigma. Um, I obviously am in this field because I believe in mental health mm -hmm. and we all need each other mm -hmm. right now. So please reach out. Yep. Agreed. I'm here. I'm not a therapist, but I am here to listen. And I also have resources um, to help you get the help you need if you need it. So well, Nicole, is there anything else you wanted to talk about I don't think so I think this you know I hope can be find, found helpful for those of you out there struggling like I yeah. said I know these are unknown times I also know some treatment centers aren't admitting people mm -hmm. so that's incredibly difficult if you're needing a higher level of care mm -hmm. um, I do know crisis hotlines are still functioning so please use those if you need them mm -hmm. and don't feel like a burden don't wait till you feel sick enough to call a friend, call a loved one, call a family member. Just be able to talk to them, talk it out, or reach out to a mental health professional or someone who you just feel like can validate and listen. It's so important mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. And even just having this conversation with you, Nicole, it's been really good to connect and just be able to like communicate and Absolutely. Just kind of check in with each other. So thank you for being willing to do that and um, for being willing to do the podcast. Absolutely. My mission is to help as many as I can. So I hope you all are out there staying safe, taking care of yourselves and doing what you got to do to make it through. Yeah. 
Thank you. Well, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you guys for uh, listening and thank you, Nicole, for being on here and um, we will talk soon. Thanks guys. Awesome. Anytime. Mm -hmm. Bye.